0: Next, the golden days of radio.
1: Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program we are featuring Harlow Wilcox Ransom Sherman, Arthur Q. Bryan and Jim and Marion Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, here's one of the most popular shows of all time Fibber
0: McGee and Molly. <laughs> Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Of those two men with big bags on their backs who bring you things, Santa Claus and the mailman, the mailman has about 300 more chances a year to surprise you like just now, when he is approaching 79 Wistful Vista with a special delivery letter in his hand, all unbeknownst to Fibber McGee and Molly.
2: What were your plans for today, dearie?
0: Oh, I don't know. Thought I might drop in at the Elks, then go past the cigar store for a minute and see who the guys have elected the next president. (laughs) Maybe stop at the bank on my way home.
2: At the bank? Blood Bank or First National mm.
0: Blood Bank, who's got any money?
2: <laughs> well, I was just thinking that...
0: <clears throat> Come in
2: Oh, good morning, mailman
0: Morning, is your spouse in the house?
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you mean is my guy standing by, yes, he is McGee, the mailman wants to see you
0: Oh, what? what's on your mind? And haven't we met before someplace? Sonny What? I said, Sonny, I used to meet you frequently When I was drinking sodas at Kramer's drugstore, remember? Oh sure! Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh sure! And here's the special delivery for you. Oh, much obliged. I'll see you again. Hey, wait a minute! You'll have to sign for. What? Now what's the matter? Don't I articulate the stink? <laughs> I says you'll have to sign for. <laughs> he means weasel have to sign for it, Molly.
2: No, <laughs> not weasel. Just usual. <laughs>
0: Okay, just measles. <laughs> Where do I sign for it, Bud?
2: <laughs>
0: bomb line. Which line? Bomb, bomb. <laughs> look, B O T T O M bomb. <laughs> oh well, there you are, Bud. Thanks. It's okay. all the work. <laughs> Who's the letter from, dearie? I don't. Well, I'll be. Hey, look. It's from my cousin, Roy McGee, in Portland, Oregon. Oh? Last time I heard from that guy was in 1930, and he wanted to borrow 20 bucks.
2: Well, times are better now. Maybe he wants to borrow 100. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You get the same reply he got in
2: 1930. Which was what?
0: Well, uh, I can't spell it. It's just a noise you make with your tongue. (laughs) Now, see. Have a look here. Dear Tripper. I don't know whether you... And your wife... Here in Portland, Oregon... Take complete charge of... Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is wonderful. This is marvelous.
2: Well, that's nice. Someday, when we're walking hand-in-hand up some quiet country lane in the hush of the evening, maybe you'll give me just a tiny little hint of what it's all about. Not that I want to be Snoopy, sweetheart.
0: Why, it's from my cousin Roy. He wants us to come to Portland, Oregon and live in his house this summer. Yeah? Seems he owns a string of canneries wants me to take complete charge of them. He says if I make good, he'll turn one of them over to me.
2: What do you know about the canning business?
0: Anything Roy McGee could learn in 15 years, I can learn in two days. <laughs> boy, oh boy, imagine me in charge of six canning factories.
2: What do you suppose he cans? I don't know. Besides you when he finds out how much you don't know about canning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let me see. Portland, Oregon, that's salmon and tuna fish country. And cherries.
2: Tuna fish and cherries? Mm. Who'd eat a combination like that?
0: <laughs> we wouldn't can them together. Hey, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. I've seen worse combinations In tea room salads Hmm. (laughs) Tuna fish and cherries Oh oh, oh, well We'll see about that later Much later First thing we gotta do Is sell this house
2: Sell this house Oh now McGee Gotta make
0: a clean break baby Can't run a canning plant In Portland, Oregon To keep my other pants Hanging in Whistle Vista (laughs) (laughs) Gotta put the house up for sale Hand me the phone
2: Oh dear You're so impulsive Here
0: Thanks Hello, operator Give me the whistle, Mr. Real Estate And escrow Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh, dear <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? Did eh? What say, Mert? Sidney, the grocery boy He did, eh? Did she scream?
2: Did who scream, McGee?
0: Mert's kid sister
2: Why should she scream? Sid kissed her Oh <laughs>
0: What say, Mert? No, let's not try it again Okay, I'll call later Just gonna put the house up for sale <laughs> Yeah Yep Going to Portland, Oregon, Mert. Yeah, going in the canning business. Canning business. Yeah. Don't say anything about it yet, Mert. Okay. Thanks. <clears throat> Real estate office is busy.
2: Oh dear! I love that business about telling Myrtle to keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. That girl spills more beans than a navy cook in a hurricane.
0: <laughs> I know that, Tootsie. And inside of three hours, everybody in town will know we're moving to Portland. Saves making a formal announcement.
2: I see. She's a one-woman secret service with no secrets
0: Mert couldn't keep a secret if she was blindfolded, gagged, bound, and buried under 40 feet of cement No (laughs) When she was given the gift to Gab, she took it back and got a larger size Yeah (laughs) That kid collects more wrong dope than a narcotic squad And to her, the word truth is just part of a radio show called And
3: Consequences
0: (laughs) Mert means well, but her sound wasn't wired for brains And she uses green lipstick so her mouth won't have to stop. She's the only girl known to medical science whose tongue has worn out three faces. Oh, dear. The only reason they gave her that job on the ground floor of the telephone exchange was because they knew Mert could never run down. (laughs) She was vaccinated with a... (laughs) Billy Mills and the orchestra play, here it is Monday. information is a 197 almanac yeah. She makes more noise and less sense than a broken record of a Japanese lecture on flowers. You're racing. right She can take a veiled hint and build it up into a three-act play with 12 scenes and an olio. She's the kind that burns the scandal at both ends and she gushes like a broken water main Besides that she talks too much
2: <laughs> Oh dear Well I guess that takes care of Myrtle You betcha I hope you never sit down and start really analyzing my qualities, dearie
0: I did that long ago. You did? And you come out of it a very noble character.
2: Oh, my. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Should I try that again? <laughs> now, let me see. Oh, yeah, this wire to Roy. I, better I still
2: on. think you're rushing into something you're pretty ignorant of, hmm? You don't know anything about the canning business.
0: So what? Did Eisenhower know anything about Africa? Did Bob Hope know anything about toothpaste? <laughs> let alone Miriam Ziriam. <laughs> What do you think of this telegram to Roy?
2: Well, let me see it Roy K. McGee, Portland, Oregon Your offer comes a difficult time As I have had several propositions From big syndicates in the East mm-hmm. What big syndicates?
0: You ever hear of Frawley, Bullfinch, and Crump?
2: <laughs> no, did you?
0: No, did Roy?
2: <laughs> I see what you mean Betcha Well, now, let me see It says here However, family ties are stronger than mere money offers So you may consider Portland Deal okay with me Please have small gymnasium and steam room installed in my office As I believe in executives keeping fit Signed, McGee How's that sound? What's all that eyewash about executives like you keeping fit? Hmm? (laughs) Your idea of a day's workout is reaching for more marmaladed breakfast
0: I thought that was kind of impressive they say Daryl Zanuck and some of those Hollywood big shots walk around all day swinging polo niblicks and stuff.
2: Mr. Zanuck is a polo player, dear. Mm-hmm. You're a gin rummy player. Mm-hmm. You can walk around swinging the ten of diamonds.
0: <laughs> well, what do you think of the telegram? Too long. What would you say?
2: I'd say Mr. Roy McGee, Portland, Oregon. D-Low sign McGee. Hmm.
0: That takes all the business-like stuff out of it.
2: Cuts the horse feathers down to a quill, if that's what you mean.
0: <laughs> well, my gosh, businessmen like to hear things... With... Come in.
2: Oh, good day, Mr. Wellington.
0: Mm, My dear Mrs. McGee, you have no idea how much pleasure it gives me to see you again. And, McGee, you have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Wellington, I'd shake hands with you, but you're a little out of reach up there on that high horse. (laughs) Musing fellow. Someday, old man, I should like to follow you around all day and take notes of everything you say.
2: With what in mind, Mr. Wellington?
0: To see if it looks as silly as it sounds.
2: <laughs> ah, touche.
0: What do you mean, touche? My hair is my own, and you know it. I never...
2: <laughs> I didn't say toupe dearie. I said touche. Huh? A French expression, meaning you got me. Oh. Was there something we could do for you, Mr. Wellington?
0: I will come directly to the point. How much do you want for it? For what? This house. I have it on very good authority that you are putting it up for sale. You see what I mean, Molly? Mert didn't waste any time.
2: Isn't it wonderful? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Wellington. The house is not for sale as yet. Our plans are not fully matured.
0: You see, Sig, I'm thinking of taking over a string of canning factories up in Portland, Oregon. If I do, I'll naturally pull up stakes here, but I'll let you know, Sig. I have your word, then, that I may have first refusal? Absolutely, Wellington. (laughs) Good, because I'd be the first to. (laughs) Allow me to wish you every success in Portland, Oregon Gone? Like a flash <laughs> <John>. <laughs> Why, That's what a college degree does for some mugs, Molly They spend the rest of their lives trying to make their heads fit those flat hats <laughs> they sp- oh. Hey, what kind of clothes do you wear in Oregon?
2: Search me, dearie What do you say we look it up? Hand me that encyclopedia Here you are Now, let me see Portland, Portland. Here we are. Look, it's on the Columbia River.
0: Ah, that's salmon country. Oh, I'm going to like that job. Go out in the morning with your fish pole and catch your salmon. Come back in the afternoon and can them. That's what I call a real... Hello, folks.
2: Hello, Mr. Wilcox.
0: Hi, boy. Mighty glad to see you, boy. Won't have much time to spend with each other from now on, boy. But it was swell knowing you, boy. Really swell. Really <laughs> swell. Say, what is this? Is he going to jail for a while, Molly?
2: On the contrary, Mr. Wilcox, this is a cannery he's being thrown into. Yeah.
0: String of canning plants up in Portland, Oregon, Waxy. (laughs) Belong to my favorite cousin, Roy McGee.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Your favorite cousin? You always told me he was a no-good bum.
0: Did I tell you he had a string of canning plants? No. Of course not. If I'd have known he was rich, he'd have been my favorite cousin long ago. (laughs) (laughs) Incidentally, Junior, I might be in the market for a clean-cut lad like you as sales manager. Nope.
2: You wouldn't consider it, Mr. Wilcox?
0: Nope. That's your last word? Yep. Well, (laughs) you think you'll be a success in the canning business, pal? Why not? My cousin runs this thing. I don't have to work my way up. As soon as I'm in, I'm up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, look, do you know anything about canning? Well, my experience has taught me one very valuable rule.
2: What is that, sir?
0: Never jab an opener into a can of tomato juice while wearing a white summer suit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... I take it the same rule applies to a can of mushroom soup while wearing blue serge. It (laughs) does indeed, it does. (laughs) I shall keep you informed as to further suggestions, Junior. Pray do, and good luck with it, canner. Thanks, waxer. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to have that boy in my organization. He's got brains and ambition. Doesn't smoke, drink, chew, nor watch the clock. Hey, where are you going, Molly?
2: I'm going upstairs to look at the linen situation, just in case we do go to Oregon. Don't forget to send the wire to Roy
0: now. I won't. (laughs) Ah, there goes a good kid. I know she thinks Oregon is full of Indians and grizzly bears. But does she squawk and complain? No, sir, not her. I can just see her standing there in the door of our cabin with a rifle. (laughs) While I run down the path to the canning plant. With the clean, sharp aroma of the pine woods and last year's salmon <laughs> Come
3: in Hi, mister
0: Ah, there, my dear Do come in and sit down
3: Well, I was... Hmm?
0: I said do come in and sit down After all, I may be gone a long time And I should like to have only the pleasantest of memories of my little friends in Wistful Vista Come, child, sit down
3: Okay, mister, i What's the gimmick?
0: <laughs> There's no gimmick, sis I'm just in a sentimental mood, I guess Mrs. McGee and I are going to Oregon Oh Huh? Hmm? What? Sure Okay
3: <laughs> When
0: you going, mister? When you, when you, when you no, that's <laughs> This summer, sis End of June sometime Yet they're just about the time The salmon are going upstream To pawn their young <laughs> To pawn their young. Salmon do that, you know. That's biological in a kind of a fishy way. Uh, <laughs> you see, sis, when a mama salmon wants the stork to bring her some little <clears throat> salmons, she fights her way upstream.
3: Uh? why?
0: Oh, I don't know. Just life, I guess. <clears throat> All mothers have a kind of a shad row to hoe. <laughs>
3: What did you say, mister?
0: Skip it. Anyway, <laughs> when they get upstream, they start pawning their young.
3: Gee, do they honest?
0: That's what they tell me. Oh. Pawning with salmon refers to the fact that the young salmon are left as security for the old folks, you see. <laughs> In fact, the original pawn shop symbol, sis, was originally meant to indicate three golden fish balls <laughs> made of salmon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Look, mister, hmm? in the first place, the salmon run doesn't start in June. Hmm? It starts in February, usually, and lasts through spring. Yeah, but
0: what's Secondly,
3: the-, the older fish do not return to the spawning grounds. Hmm? They usually die on the return trip to the sea. The young salmon, or par, live in fresh water a year or two, and then they go to sea as smokes. Yes, in approximately another two years They seek fresh water again thus completing the cycle hmm? So save that blessed event stuff For people who believe in it Like Mr. Winchell
1: Professor, excuse me. As a financial expert, can you tell me the best financial
0: investment for me? You're in the service, hmm? Well, I recommend SGLI insurance for you. Not only is the protection excellent, but the deduction is made for payment automatically, so you always are protected. Any other reasons, Professor? Yes, the rates of SGLI are extremely low, much lower than civilian policies for equal protection. Since July 1st rate reduction, $2.55 a month
1: gets you $15,000 worth of protection. Professor, you're a genius. (laughs) Not really. Millions of servicemen know the score, too, Right?
0: Well, I sent the wire to Cousin Roy, Molly. I accepted. Aren't you glad? I don't know whether
2: I am or not, dear. Oregon seems a long way away. Oh,
0: you're gonna love it out there.
2: Incidentally, I think Beulah's fixing trout for dinner.
0: Oh, boy, trout. That's for me. How's Beulah fixing it?
2: I'll see. Oh, Beulah? Somebody in here yipping for Beulah? <laughs> <laughs>
0: How are you fixing the trout for dinner, Beulah? Broiled with sketch butter mm.
2: <laughs> Sketch butter?
0: Yeah, some butter's too scarce to draw I just sort of got to sketch it
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got some news for you, Beulah We're thinking seriously of going to Portland, Oregon this summer Will you miss us? No, sir
2: What? You won't? No, ma'am, I'm going with you oh.
0: <laughs> Great, Beulah, great uh, What did your boy's friend say to that?
2: Who, Waldemar? Yeah <laughs> uh, I was going to teach him a lesson, sir yeah, you know, we had a little set, to the other night Uh-oh. A set, too? What about, Beulah? Well, it's a big chair in my living room And Waldemar said, come here, gal, and sit on my left mm. I said, no, and he said, why not? And I said, boy, that chair won't sit But, boy, and he said, this chair set too easy But it didn't, and I almost busted Waldemar's leg <laughs>
0: <laughs> I see Waldemar had a crush on you, and you had a crash on him <laughs> Look at the man, a crash on the crash on the Look at him Love that, man.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, maybe a few months' absence Will set Waldemar right, Beulah I hope so, ma'am
0: You know what he says The trouble with women? No, what? Trouble
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell us Waldemar's a woman-hater, Beulah On the contrary, ma'am On the con-positively,
0: (laughs) Trey He's too good-looking to be a woman-hater What do you mean, Beulah? Well, sir, the proper ingredient for a woman-hater Are one good-looking woman And one homely man Mm -hmm. Man say, hi, babe Woman said, go sharpen yourself, skate <laughs> Result, one woman hater yeah. Well, let me know what to get ready to leave for Portland, folks <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, there's another railroad fare to Oregon, McGee
0: I'll put that on the expense account My gosh, Molly, think what my salary ought to be for managing six canning factories One of them ought to pay $10,000 a year Six of them would pay $60,000 Wow, $60,000 a year Why, well, think of the income tax on that must be around twenty-five thousand. Why, that's almost half. I won't pay it. By George, that's confiscatory. I'll take this case to the highest court. To... Come in.
2: Oh, hello, doctor.
0: Hello, Molly. Hello, Worrywart. <laughs> Hi, Arrow Smith. What are you scowling about?
2: Taxes, doctor.
0: Taxes. Yeah. What taxes has he got to worry about? He makes just enough to keep his head above water. And there are those who fail to see any necessity for that. <laughs> I'm not squawking about my present taxes, you big old. But I got a big job coming up in Oregon Managing a string of canning factories for my cousin Canning factories? Yes Well, as the prince said when he first saw Cinderella Now there is one of my favorite subjects <laughs> You managing a canning factory
2: <laughs> Oh, now he can do it, doctor He can do it You're darn mighty
0: right I can do it Oh, Chutney You couldn't manage an ice cream parlor at the North Pole <laughs> Why, you'd have labor trouble with a marionette show <laughs> It'd be like an Airedale running a flea circus Is that so? Yeah Why, you pompous old pill roller When it comes to business, you got about as much head as yesterday's beer You don't say I do say Well, look who's talking Of all the inconsequential, inconsistent impersonators of industrial impresarios You are without doubt the outstanding example of pragmatic ineptitude (laughs) Sometimes I wish I'd gone farther in school (laughs) I never know whether to take a bow or a sock at somebody
2: (laughs) The lack of a college education has probably saved you a lot of teeth, dearie
0: Molly, just what is this nonsense about him running some canning factory? It isn't nonsense, you lemonhead, it's a fact
2: His cousin Roy in Portland, Oregon wants us to move into his house this summer And take complete charge of all his canning
0: I'll handle the purchasing, sanitation, housing, welfare, work, and all stuff like that there And he says if I make good, I can take my pick at the plants and he'll turn it over to me There is something fishy about this and I don't mean salmon
2: No, (laughs) no there isn't, Doctor Show him the letter, McGee
0: Okay, there Read that now, you big septic (laughs) All right (laughs) Dear Fibber, my wife and I would like to take a well-earned vacation this summer And wonder if you would come to Oregon and keep an eye on things while we're away Hmm as you may know, I have a string of very valuable canaries Canaries What? <laughs> Read that again, Doc You said canaries That's what it says, canaries
2: Canaries
0: <laughs> Let me see that letter <laughs> Is it a canary? Oh, this is ridiculous
2: It does not say canaries You can't a canary What are you doing, McGee?
0: I'm writing a telegram to Cousin Roy in Portland
2: What are you saying?
0: I say your letter impertinent and insulting You are a cheapskate and a rat, and if you ever write to me again, I'll pin your ears back with your own bicuspids. (laughs) Warmest personal regards. Signed, Fibber.
2: Very good. Day letter? Night. Night, all.
1: Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who takes for granted the liberties and freedoms granted you as an American citizen? Take the freedom from unwarranted search. The Fourth Amendment of the Constitution protects us from illegal search or forced entry without due process of law. It's a comfortable feeling. This freedom granted to you cannot be taken for granted. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from radio's golden days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.